This is the unknown subject. I was going to say, you're going so professional. (laughs) I put on my, like, bedside manner voice like I'm, like, a nurse. That's your bedside manner voice? (laughs) Yeah. Do it again. Hi. (laughs) I wouldn't call that your bedside manner voice so much as, like, your phone operator voice. Oh, yeah. Like, being, like... You know that's not what I talk like on the phone. That's not even a little bit what you sound like on the phone. But hi, oh uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to do my phone. I just, what? I just, in my, you want to know what popped into my head instantly when I thought about you talking on the phone at work? That time I couldn't think of a word that started with Z. It was L, wasn't it? Oh, L. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Have we told this story on the podcast before? I don't think so, but it's so worth telling because it's truly one of my favorite stories of all time. What you need to understand if you don't already, if you haven't already put it together or heard us talk about it, normally at work, when we have our normal work lives and we are in our office, there is just a cubicle wall separating Kelly from Kelsey. Correct. And so I can hear everything that she's doing. And... Kelly and vice versa and vice versa but Kelly but Kelsey doesn't do that much with her voice I don't I don't <laughs> Kelly talks on the phone a lot it's a big part of her job I do it a lot less yeah and one time were you talking to somebody who was where I feel like they were like in Europe or they something were from Paris <laughs> this guy I had spent all morning trying to ne- connect with this guy from Paris because he left me a voicemail and then I couldn't figure out how to call him back because I didn't know the country code and then I was like how does it work with the dial nine to get out of the frick you system? stupid American you know <laughs> and so we finally connected and, and you were trying to spell to, something, I guess. I was trying to connect him with the curator at our museum. Oh, you were spelling her last name. I was spelling her last name, which has the letter L in it. Oh, and God. I was, you know, dealing with the language barrier and the act, not the language barrier, but the <laughs> accent barrier. And also just like the phone. Kelly sound also barrier. doesn't like talking on the phone, which is oh, like I hate such it. a problem considering how much she has to talk on the phone for her job. <laughs> this quarantine has been amazing for that. <laughs> um, so I'm like trying to do the thing where like you say like A is an apple, B is in bully. Bully. <laughs> See, I'm bad See, she at, at it. <laughs> so I get to the L in the name and I'm like, L is in and then this is all I hear. It's just she just goes. I can't think of anything that's L. Like she just like flat out is just like I truly cannot think of anything. And meanwhile, I'm across the cubicle being like lavender. Like <laughs> yeah, people. Everyone in the office is screaming words that sound like L. This start with L to me, as if I'm listening to them and not the Parisian on the other oh end of the line. God. It was truly. One of the funniest things that I've ever witnessed. And it was like, I was trying so hard not to laugh out loud because I knew she was still on the phone. And I was like, that's going to really send her into a tailspin if I start laughing. 
But as soon oh. as I hung up, I think we all had a good oh, God. laugh. It was so funny. Because L is also one of those letters that's like a hard letter to like convey on the phone. Like L, yeah. L. Like yeah. it's such a soft letter. Like you need the word. Especially, like you need to be able yeah. to say what the word is. So the guy on the other end, he pronounced me, he goes, L is in Leo. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> That was nice of him to come up with one for yeah, you. Yeah, he he was understanding. <laughs> it wasn't awkward. <laughs> uh, so anyway, speaking of things that start with L, today we're going to watch the episode, season three, episode eight, Lucky. Lucky. L as in lucky. lucky. Oh, yeah. A little Britney Spears to start off your day. Oh, say free Britney. Woo. Um, also, if Have we haven't mentioned Britney. What? Have yeah, you she, been following? She just wants all of us to follow her Instagram and be happy. Yeah. And also, she is in desperate need of help. She also, yeah. She is a prisoner in her own life. She also burned down her own gym with a candle <laughs> recently. So, yeah. She's she doing did great. Do that. Um, also, if we haven't mentioned it yet, because I don't think we have, this is the Unknown Subject, a Criminal Minds podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Kelly McMasters Parsons, and my co-host is Kelsey Paul. That's me. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, so we're going to watch some Criminal Minds today. We uh, are. This episode oh, no, is saver. a good one, in my opinion. It is. I'm excited about it. It's a good one. It's, I, mm, I'm going to reserve this until the end, but I have things to say about it, so. I okay. feel like we shouldn't delay it anymore. We now that we've now that we've told our our off-topic story right out the gate, I feel like <laughs> we should just go ahead and press play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna press play in three, two, one. Play. Play. All right. We are in the Hazelwood Hospital for the criminally insane. Mm. I feel like in that's Florida. Not things. Oh, it's eight, 1988. Okay, that's definitely what they <gasps> named things then. I remember this episode. Yeah. I think. Pretty sure. Yeah. All right, so All right. there's a We're doctor. We're on a table. Yeah, there's a doctor talking to a couple about a guy who's, se- somebody who's 17. And, like, oh, I think it must be their son. So like, oh. And he's, he's in the facility, apparently. Yeah, we see his backside not his butt like literally like the his back, back side of him <laughs> not his butt <laughs> um apparently he's writing what he wants to do in uh, what the doctor calls deviant sickening detail do um, you think that that the white doctor mm-hmm. looks like a ventriloquist dummy yes i do <laughs> Ooh. all right he oh has... your name should be lucky there's the name of the episode right out the gate Oh, oh, he's, he's got getting out. glasses. He's getting. I'm getting he, major Ed, Ed Kemper vampire. Kemper, Ed yes. Kemper vibes so strong here. Yes. Also, he's got a bunch of satanic books. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. I was trying to hold it in, and I couldn't. <laughs> that was such a big one. It was. Oh god. <laughs> I apologize, <sighs> listeners. <laughs> What you've missed is that Garcia's at a coffee shop or a deli, based on the sign. Delicatessen, and yeah. she stumbles upon a man 
struggling to use his laptop. Yep. And she is like, A, he's cute. B, I'm a tech genius. Yeah. Let me bleep his blow. Yep. And she's like, you didn't save as you go? Like, hello, auto save. Dumbass. <laughs> Thank God he is very handsome. Also, this man has been in a lot of things since this, I feel like. And he has. Yeah, he has that face of like. He has that face. Like, he plays like one of two brothers that go on like a weird heist. <laughs> you know, he looks like he'd be in a movie that's that's. Well, plot. he's just like, oh, his name is James. <clears throat> but they call him Colby. Which makes no My sense. My friends call me wonderful. Garcia, that's a good line. That is a good line. Garcia? She's throughout got the game, series, man. She has she game. She has game. Yeah, she does. Because she's a confident someone, woman, man. Like, she's like, yes. I know exactly what I got going on. I'm confident in who I am. I can wear crazy hair colors and big flowers in my hair, and I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. It's great. So she writes her number on his business card and gives it back to him. And she's like, ooh, I just got a man. I just got a man. And Morgan, she walks into work and Morgan (laughs) figures it out. Yeah, he's like, come over here. (laughs) He's like, pump your brakes. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) She says, normally, I'll show you a good morning hot stuff is usually her response. (laughs) God, I love it. And Morgan is like, what? You met a man? Yep. I fixed his computer. Wink, wink. Did she fix his computer? I turned his floppy disk into a hard drive. Is that what she said? No. That's what I said. I was going to say it was like Penelope. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But she now she's starting to second guess herself. So now we just said this whole thing about how she's so confident. And she's like, this sort of stuff doesn't really happen to me. Like, I'm not the kind of girl that, like, gets picked up. Which, like, same. I was just thinking. I was like, you know, like, on television when you yeah. see these things of, like, like oh, like, getting picked up at bars or picked up at coffee shops. Oh, yeah. Like, that never happened to me. Like, <laughs> no, me either. I never put myself in those scenarios no. that, that would happen. So, I've got hardcore resting bitch face, so that keeps people at a distance in public spaces. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how you know that Steven really loves me because he he looked yeah. past the the resting bitch face. <laughs> yeah, he found out that you're just a resting bitch. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I don't support women calling women that word. Oh. I would never call you that. Okay. That's they fair. said the word alligator alley, and I don't know. Uh, All right. Why. So to catch you up on what's happening, JJ comes by. I don't feel guilty about my alligator. Did an alligator eat this body? Yeah. So JJ's like, hey, we got a bad one. Like, we got to go out, go talk about it. So there's been several women that have been found in the swamps that they call alligator alley in Florida. And so some of them have been half eaten. Gross. But the top half that they found of this one lady has like a pentagram carved into her chest. Satanic panic. They're like, oh, satanic panic. But now uh, Prentice and Rossi were talking and Rossi was like, yeah, like we debunked this idea of of like satanic cults being like a really, like being a real thing. Like they're not like, and so. Oh, Rossi just just spoke Italian. He did. He spoke Italian. Oh, it's from the Inferno. Okay. Dante's Abandon hope all ye who enter here. Spooky. Spooky Dante's Inferno. <laughs> All right. So now we're seeing a record player. We are in. Oh, 
a basement. It's or the same some sort photos, of lair. It's the same but photos it's and images from the mental hospital. <gasps> so oh! he's oh! got fingers. Oh. Are we off? Yeah, Long we time. definitely are. I'm gonna pause for one second. Okay. Tell me what you see. Okay. Shamar Moore. No, you're still ahead Matthew of me. Matthew Gray Gruber. You're still ahead of me. Damn it. <laughs> I feel like I... AJ Cook. Mm. Kristen Vangis. Now you're good. Thomas Gibson. Yeah, you're better. Okay. All right. I even try. I try to account for Honestly, a Honestly, like, of thank God for the opening credits because it allows us to get our timing right <laughs> if we need to. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was a long fade uh, to black. And we're on the, the jet. plane. Oh, Impossible Monsters. I like the Francisco Goya. That's who painted that painting of... What's the god that eats his kid? Oh. Or the titan? Mm. Mm-hmm. What's his face? Eats know. his kid. I know what you, you know. Yeah. In mythology. You yep. guys know. You know. We all know. We're, you're screaming it right now. You're like, why don't you remember that? <laughs> you took Latin. You did. <sighs> um. Okay. All right. Uh. What's his face? Reed is being nerdy and quoting Rossi's books back to him, which it's like, that's yeah, awkward. Don't he's do like, that. All right, dude. Go he's like, I get it. Shower. I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So we've got two, two types of Satanists. I missed the first one. The second one yeah. is an adaptive Satanist. Um, blaming things on outside who forces. Who is blaming. Like Satan. Yeah. So his blaming his actions on outside forces like Satan and he doesn't kill because he believes in Satan. He believes in Satan because he kills. Ooh, Dang. Deep. deep, deep, deep. You know what? I feel like there's a lot of people who do the reverse and like believe in God because bad things happen. Oh, sure. Yeah. So Hotch is making an interesting <laughs> point. Hot take. Hot take. I love you for your hot takes. I mean, there's Thank just, you. I mean, Kelly's just, she's got, just got such interesting points of view uh, that she wants to I'll be to releasing share. a book. Watch out for the book tour in <laughs> fall 2021. <laughs> you can only come if you've gotten the vaccine. Um, so Hotch made an interesting point, which is that, uh, the, the mere presence of like these satanic elements can be a problem for them because even the most like experienced investigators so he's talking about like the local cops that they're gonna have to deal with can like really yeah. like lose their shit over the satanic thing and it yeah. can make them not be thinking clearly clearly and it can be a real problem so we're gonna find yeah. out now we're at the emmy's office we are and we're talking about the way the gator chomped that body mm-hmm. i feel like we've had a lot of southern we have we've been spending recently. we've been spending a long time in the south um, is this because they film in the hot L.A. sun? Yeah, the so summer? they have to go to all the hot destinations. <laughs> yeah. Up front. Because um, I, well, last one was what, Texas? I got to do, yeah, what, well, Texas No, accents? we were in, we were in Utah or Nevada? No, New Mexico. Oh, I don't know. New Mexico. We were somewhere no. out west, I feel like. <laughs> I don't know. All right, anyway. Anyway. Contents of her stomach. In a bowl. Excellent. They were fed to her. Ew. Ew. What was fed to her? Her stomach contents. Well, duh. Ten fingers. Ten fingers. Oh, Oh, God. I was like, well, duh, her stomach contents were fed to her. Like, (laughs) how it goes, but I wasn't expecting the ten fingers thing. (laughs) (laughs) Are they ten fingers from one person or ten fingers I don't from know. ten different they people? They didn't say. 
Yeah. All right. So they're going into a church. Where are we? A church. Okay. And Morgan was like, hey, Rossi, do me a favor and talk to the priest. And Rossi was like, what? You don't like men of God? And Morgan was kind of like, no, I don't. (laughs) Uh, Also, we have to assume... Rossi's Catholic. He really flexes that like Italian Catholic. Yeah, because he yeah he was thing. talking about that in the last episode about all of his religious yeah. art that's in his office. Plot twist: the priest is black. Changes the circumstance for Morgan. Just because not he's what black. he expected. <laughs> yeah, and he's not like in his robes, and he's just like yeah, he's casual priest. Yeah, they really wanted to uh, flip the script for us. Yep. So um, Rossi totally throws Morgan under the bus and is like, bye, we're going to go talk to some other people. Now you have to talk to this priest. And you he can tell Morgan short sleeve button up. Also, the collar is fully outside of his shirt collar. Mm-hmm. Do priests do that sometimes? I guess. I don't know. Also, the god, so. uh, I was almost going to call him the god, the priest, <laughs> uh, immediately calls Mr. out the priest. fact, he calls out the fact that Morgan has clearly not been in a church in a while. So he like profiled the profiler right back. And Morgan was like, um, how did you know that? And he's like, I can just tell you're kind of uncomfortable. Like you haven't been here, been inside a church for a while. Yeah. Um, the, the priest says that that's the only church in the whole town. Mm-hmm. Just wild. Yep. And he says he hasn't noticed any parishioners that are, like, acting weird or being cagey. Or being satan Or being Satan-y. Um, and he says like, he doesn't. I'm sure I'd remember Yeah, because Morgan's like, has anybody been, like, talking a lot about exorcisms and, like, talking about a lot about Satan? He's like, nope, I'm pretty sure I would remember that. <laughs> Someone wants to flex that Satan muscle. I'm going to know about it. Yeah. All right, so we've got right, the parents, I think, parents of the of most that gator girl. Of gator girl, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gator, gator, gator. Chomp, chomp. <laughs> That's insensitive in this context. I apologize. Yeah, the chomp, chomp. To this, to this, this deceased fictional character. This fictional character, yeah. Um, nine okay, so she's got oh, all she their baby in photos. Months. She was advanced. Yeah. Her, Her name, name is, is Abby, Abby, but there's an E. It's spelled like like Westminster Abbey. Yeah, it has an E. Um, so she's, she's the dad's all fidgety. Yeah, he doesn't seem. He also looks like Steve Buscemi. He does. <laughs> so we're gonna yep. call him Steve Buscemi. Yep. Okay, so Abby was studying to be a nurse. Um, and oh, he's correcting the mom because the mom was using present tense, right? And he's like. Was. was she was yep. studying? So now to be mom a nurse. gets up and leaves because she's upset. He's wiping tears from his Buscemi eyes. <laughs> he looks so much like Steve Buscemi. Like, could they be related? I just maybe. Ooh, he had to make the identification. That would be really hard. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, especially on a gator-eaten body. Yeah, that'd be bad. You oh. know what? I feel like so like. Uh, Rossi like sits down and is like letting him, you know, talk and kind of cry a little bit. I feel like Rossi of of the me- of the men is the most empathetic. Like I feel like he yeah, he absolutely he does the like empathy thing just as good as like Prentice or JJ do. Like yeah. they he's yeah like he's got it. He's got that down. I totally agree, and I think that's something that makes him so likable throughout the series. Yeah. 
<sighs> the dad's crying. He's crying, and he's. I think he's basically telling Rossi, like, listen, like, I had to see her body like that, and I don't really want to know the details of, like, what happened to her. So, like, if yeah. you can leave some of that out, like, I'm okay with that. And Rossi is, like, yeah. looking at the baby pictures and is like, this is what you want to remember her as, like... Yeah, I get it. It's like really He's sad. Doing, that actor is doing a good job of yeah, crying for real. He was, I, was I know. Sometimes, yeah, we've we've had some bad fake criers recently. Yeah, yeah, not him. He he killed Not it. him. All right, Rossi struts on out of there, and Morgan, you and can Morgan's, tell, is pissed because he's like, "Yep, you threw me under the bus, dude." Yeah. All right, kids aren't into devil worship, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why I gave Morgan that accent. Yeah, so they're so Morgan's like, listen, the Satan thing, like, is whatever. Bottom line is, we have a serial killer on our hands. He's sadistic, feeding fingers. He's feeding them their fingers. Like, this is fucked up. He like, said, "You like chicken fingers? You like fish fingers? Go ahead, eat ew. these human fingers." Why do we call them fingers? I don't. Are know. we all a little cannibalistic? Cannibalistic. Six of them were index fingers. Ooh. So they're di- six different bodies. They're multiple bodies. All right. So now I we're I mean, it could be three different bodies. Yeah. You have two index fingers. You're right. You're right. All right. So a we've got a young girl. School girl? Is that a, a school she looks uniform? She like has a school uniform. She's got a backpack with a book. She's, she's rocking. She's driving the same Jeep that the Gilmore's drive. Oh, she's not wearing a uniform. She's got a. Oh, she's, she's, got, she's, she's got going hiking. On. And she's going in the bathroom first. Yep, she takes her backpack in. She's going potty. into one of those bathrooms that we've all seen at a park or, like, state park, Ugh. which is just, like, they're the hot. grossest ones. Because they're just, like, open door. Like, there's no, like, real yeah. door on it. So they're just, like, gross. You, ex- you want some, like, relief when you go yes, into that bathroom? And you don't. Oh, no! There's a pentagram on the door, and then we see feet drop Men's feet. in the stall next to it. And then they in front of her. are oh, at my God. the stall. This is stall. truly my worst, night- my worst nightmare. Like, <gasps> and she just screams, and it fades to black. Oh, God. What would you do? What would you do? Scream my That's why I carry scream a Scream and just, like, fight like hell. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just start kicking. <laughs> oh, <gasps> Colby has called Garcia. Yep. And she's very and surprised. Because like, oh. <laughs> she did her, like... This is Garcia, the most wonderful person in the world. Yeah. How can I help you? And he's like, you fix my computer. Yeah. Or whatever his voice Oh, he like. wants to take her out to dinner. And she's like, oh, you don't have to do that. And he was like, I'm asking you out tomorrow night. And she's like, ah, ah, my prince. And she starts coughing and says that she would love <laughs> to, but she's coming down with something. Oh, Girl. she's trying to get out of it. Yeah. Come on. I get oh, it. But also <gasps> thumbprint stuff yeah, has come some, in. Oh, the fingerprints from the fingers that got fed to that. Oh, the eaten fingers. The eaten fingers. It's like, listen, Garcia's got some like, important stomach things acid. to do. You don't think stomach acid would have, like, eroded that? I guess it depends on how long they were in there. That's true. Very true. All right. Two fingers belong to the same woman. No, it says no two fingers oh, belong no to the same woman. Oh, no two fingers. Damn. We got ten fingers, ten women. um and she's also saying that dead women yeah a lot of the women or some of the women have prostitution charges on their record Uh ah so this is a man who is preying on high risk individuals but that's interesting because the most recent victim was like studying to be a nurse like she's doesn't really fit that like didn't so it's just like a mixed bag 
or he's he's like working his way up so he started with like at-risk women and then he was training is that is that what ed kemper did um i can't remember someone did that i mean a lot of them do ed kemper mostly killed like college co-eds like women who were hitchhiking or like whatever and then he amped up and killed his his mom (laughs) yep 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 so and uh, no this is not an ed kemper podcast and it is certainly not because ed kemper is gross yep all right garcia digs something out of her trash it's It's the card card. colby is it she didn't take it she wrote her name on it and gave it back oh i don't know that's true is that a is that a goof is that a continuity did we did we spot a continuity goof? also the backstory we spotted a goof the backstory on that was that like Morgan basically was like, how do you know this guy? Like, should you be going out on a date with him? And she got offended because she was like, what are you saying? Like, that I should, like, that I, like, no handsome man would ask me out. Like, that it must be something bad. So there's some tension between our favorite, our favorite friend duo. Um, I would also like to point out that local detective has had a cigar in his mouth in every scene he's been in. Which is gross. It's so gross. Like, you can, every time he takes it out, you can see, like, the... Like the mushy bits that's been in his mouth the whole time, <laughs> like soggy from his saliva. <laughs> oh, oh, so gross. Remind me, have you smoked a cigar? I have before. <laughs> okay, I couldn't remember. I know we've gone over it. So is <coughs> sorry. Is he the dad from Double Teamed? The Disney <laughs> I don't know. I movie? could not tell you. <laughs> the basketball one, Cassie. Can you look that up? <laughs> Cassie, she's can you do us it. a solid and look that up. That guy was not. Oh, Cassie confirms that that man, Steve Buscemi, is not related to Steve oh my Buscemi. Gosh, this is this is the best reason to have her listening to the podcast so <laughs> yeah. that she can check. Fun on these fact, guys: for us. Cassie is listening on the other earbud of my earbuds. The so other she... earbud of my earbuds. <laughs> <laughs> You're the earbud to my earbud. Um. Okay, so they're in the bathroom where that other girl was. Her name's Tracy. And when they go into the stall where she was, her books have been arranged, like, neatly in a row on top of the toilet. Gone without a Tracy. Which makes sense. Would have been a good name. Wow. Because we... But we do have a Trace, so... Yeah. He's still got that cigar. But, like, is it lit? It's not lit. No, he's just holding it. soggy cigar in his mouth. (laughs) Have you ever read or seen The Fault in Our Stars? No. The main kid, Ansel Algort's character or whatever... Uh, always has a cigarette in his mouth and he's like I never light it you give the cancer thing the killing thing you get it close to you but you don't let it kill you and you're like cool teenage boy cool teenage boy I think you're so hot shit alright so the plot twist he dies oh my god Uh, spoiler alert (laughs) not a spoiler it's been like 10 years um so the priest from the church has showed up because he says he wants to help and the most recent missing woman is also a parishioner at his church um but local cop seems pissed because he wants to be in charge and I guess I don't know we're having a little bit of a power struggle situation here yeah he's like look at my cigar look That's at my not how cigar. tiny my penis is nah. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right they're giving out water bottles we're getting ready for a search party yep, we're coordinating a volunteer effort everybody here has to sign in the locals oh so they're it's watching the classic like yep. uh, it's like oh he's gonna yeah here. he's gonna inject himself into this situation 
Oh, there's a very interesting looking man who looks like he shares the front side of the back side. <laughs> also, <laughs> what a way to put it. <laughs> the We've got a woman that kind of looks like Prentice just going uh, off on her own. And it's like, girlfriend, don't do that. You're like in a swamp. Yeah. Yeah. This is a bad idea on its own. Like, have you ever, like, come on, like, like partners. We have partners for a reason. Yeah, buddy system. You're about to get gatored. Thunk. You hear and a thunk, then and then her husband her... is like, Cheryl? Cheryl? <gasps> oh, she's getting dragged, she's away. dragged away. Cheryl. Damn, taken right Honey. from under their noses. So we know he was there. He know We know he was there, and like... That's ballsy to steal a woman out from like a bunch of cops and like the FBI. Right. All right. So now steal a woman. Steal a woman. He's stolen a woman. All oh, right. Cassie. Cassie confirms that the local cop is the dad from Double Team. Thank you. Excellent. All right. Our unsub has been pulled over. Mm-hmm. But the and the the calls coming up across the cops uh, radio about the missing woman, and so he's like, "Okay, fine." And so he just gives him a warning and walks away. And it's like she's in that trunk. Doesn't that that does that happen to BTK or Ted Bundy? Uh, I don't know. You know, somebody they all, gets they pulled all over to blend together. No, it they happens do. to Ed Kemper. Uh, this is the Ed Kemper. This episode. is the Ed Kemper episode for sure. It does. It happens to Ed Kemper. He well, except he. She's already dead, but he's she's in his trunk when yeah. he gets pulled over for speeding. Ugh. I hate serial killers. I think it also. You know who it also happens to is Dahmer. Dahmer also has dead mm, body parts yes. in his trunk. At yes, one yes, point. yes, yes, yep. yes. <sighs> Gross. Dahmer's the worst because he has that one victim that gets away, mm-hmm. and then he comes. The he, he like convinces the cops to give him back. Yes. It's terrible. Oh. Anyway, All right. This um, isn't true crime. This is fiction crime. Yeah, this is fiction crime. Oh, Garcia didn't call Morgan. She called, she Prentice. called Prentice. And of course, Prentice. immediately Emily calls her out for it. And she's like, God, I hate profilers. Like, you guys, like, <laughs> know everything. Like, it's so and annoying. And Prentice is like, spit it out, Penelope. Because over the course of the series we'll find that Prentice and Garcia are basically as close as Morgan and Garcia. Oh my God. Preach like Emily. So she just goes up to Morgan and she goes, listen, next time like, em- or Penelope is telling you something. She just wants you to listen to her. Like she doesn't need you to give a solution. <laughs> like, hello. It's yes. like, yes. Oh, sorry. Listen, I just bought my mic. Listen up men who are listening. Listen to the up podcast. men. You are you out there? We don't need you to fix us. Just we listen. Don't. But if you're out there, please leave us a review on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Five stars only. Yep. Or if you're Kelsey, anything you want. No. I don't know. <laughs> Our podcast, whatever. One star. Thank whatever. you. <laughs> whatever. Um, okay. So Morgan's tete-a-teting with the priest. He is. He's having a tete-a-tete with the priest. And the priest is like, listen, like, I'm, I try really hard to, like, take care of my community and, like, guide them in the right direction. And Morgan's like, I don't really give a shit about that. All I care about is that I'm hunting a serial killer. <laughs> and the gu- and then a priest is like, I'll be praying for you and your efforts. And, you know, Morgan's like, I, like, whatever, dude. Like, yeah, not helpful dude. to me. I'll be honest. I hate when someone says they're praying for me. <laughs> I know that that's like a heartless, just like an insensitive thing. Yep. But it makes me be like, what do you think's wrong with my life? <laughs> um, oh, 
So the priest goes, yeah, now it's making sense. So the priest says to Morgan, like, what the hell happened to you? Like, why do you hate, like, religion so much? And, like, why are you taking this out on me? And Morgan's like, listen, when I was a kid, like, something really horrible was happening to me. And I went to church every day and prayed about it. And it didn't help. And so he's alluding to his molestation as a kid. Yes. And the priest is like, he doesn't give us more than we can handle. And Morgan's like, your God thinks too much of 13-year-old boys. Yeah. I hate that, too, like, when they're like, God, God only gives us as much as we can handle. It's like, well, this really fucking sucks, so thank it, you, God. Bring you through it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now we got Morgan and Rossi just, like, leaning up against the window doors and, outside. Yep, so now cool. they're going to hash it out because Rossi comes they're out just gonna, and yeah. he's like, I know you're still mad at me because I threw you under the bus. But he was like, I was giving you a chance at personal growth. All right, Rossi. This what is, are you? This is Rossi being like the dad of the unit, which is like, yeah. everybody needs to grow. You'll grow to love it. But yeah. like right now, you're just kind of like, shut up, dude. Yeah. And so Morgan says. <laughs> Morgan calls him Dave. Yeah, he does, <laughs> which is so weird. But he's like, you're not a mystery to me. Like, I, I get you and like where you're coming from. So he's everybody's profiling each other in this episode. Yeah, this episode is intense. It is. Everybody's got their own weird, like, interpersonal issues happening, and they're all yeah. profiling each other. It's very strange. It's, like, more about the team than it is about the murdering. Yeah, it really is. Which I'm is cool. It. Which I love it, because it is. It's, like, like, Rossi's really getting in there now, and, like, he's not pushing them all away. Like, he's starting to build these relationships with each of them, and, like, it's great. It is great. This is like why we love Criminal Minds. It absolutely is. Oh, so Morgan's going to go apologize to Garcia? I, to um, Or the priest, maybe? I don't really know. But he's the priest's inside the precinct. But he's going to the church. Oh, he's at the church. I was going to say, There's I was like, Morgan a has a couple there. of people that he could apologize to right now. Yeah, so. who's this? She looks like the girl from it based on how she's leaning. Is it over. a woman? I'm not. Oh, yes. yes. At first I thought it was somebody in a hoodie. It's the dead girl. I'm looking for Father Marks. Oh. Oh. All the candles just blew out. Creepy. Spooky. Wasn't Father Marks in the precinct? I thought so. He walked away from Father Marks. This woman is not moving. She's dead. She's she's dead. dead. Does she have all her body parts, though, is the question. Ew. Uh. Ew, That's I'm definitely scared. not the girl. I'm scared. Oh, when she falls over. She's dead. And she, she doesn't have legs. <laughs> she doesn't have legs? She didn't look I like she had that. legs. <gasps> Did she also get eaten by a gator? <laughs> and then put propped up in a church? Yeah. With no one seeing? Listen, they're all out like looking for whoever. So we still all haven't right, found back Tracy. back with Cheryl. Because that woman that just showed Is up that- dead in the church... That was not the chick that went was going hiking, so she was not who got abducted oh, from the bathroom. We don't know where Tracy we is. We don't know You're where right. Tracy is, but this is Cheryl. Yeah, we're with Cheryl. He's cutting off her pants with a big chef's uh, knife. I hate that so much. Is he, he gonna cut her legs, legs off? Uh, uh, uh. I think he. Ew, he's putting olive oil on her. Ew, he's like massaging her legs. I hate this so much. Oh my god. Or is he more? He's more of a Dahmer figure than a Kemper figure because yes. Dahmer was the cannibal. Yes, he's like a hybrid. I think Dahmer he's. Kemper. I think he's amputating their legs, but they like that would be the tastiest part of the person to eat. Yeah. Isn't isn't that what Dahmer ate? No, he ate. He everything. ate everything. He really liked penis. Hearts. 
<laughs> Just putting that out there, he ate a lot of Happy penises. Happy Pride, y'all! <laughs> <laughs> they found a lot of penises in his freezer. That's all I'm just going to say. That means he was freezing them. He ne- wasn't necessarily eating them. And chomp chomping on them. He was saving them for later. <laughs> it was a penis possible. <laughs> Like, oh, finish my dinner. Time for dessert. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know why. Even though he lived in Wisconsin, he had that accent. Yeah. Listen, anybody that you're going to do an impression of almost always has a Southern accent of some kind. Or just some kind of, like, hick accent. It's not even, like, necessarily Southern. It's just redneck. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right. So they've latched on to the cannibalism thing because the recent Emmy was like, yeah, like, he's eating these chicks. Like, this is happening. Chomp, chomp. Chomp, chomp. Talking about gator country. (sighs) Ugh. So now they're talking about cannibals. It's not even worth repeating. It's just gross. Like. Yeah. All right. right, Garcia's on speakerphone. Okay. Ooh. All right. So we're trying to look for patients that are Satanists and cannibals. Who got out of mental institutions. And we found the one. Hazelwood Mental Institution. Where they destroyed all their records. Yeah, there's a fire. So isn't that always how it goes? There's always a fire and and the records Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone. Paradise. Oh, but there's Ventriloquist ventriloquist Doctor. (laughs) He's still there. (laughs) Amazingly, even though many years have passed, he looks basically the same. But he looks less like a ventriloquist. I think probably what they did to that actor to make him look younger was like rouge him up. And, and they like, like dyed his hair because now he has him. white hair and very yeah. bushy eyebrows. <laughs> so they turned him into a ventriloquist dummy mm-hmm. in trying to make him look younger. Yep. <sighs> okay. Um, all We're right. talking about. We're talking about the other the doctor, other doctor. I think. Yeah. So he died in the fire, supposedly. Um, I think our unsub killed him. His unsub, the unsub wasn't there. How do you know? He got out. How do you know he didn't come back and start the fire? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I get, don't. <laughs> get on my level, Kelly. That's what I thought. The grounds people. All right. The grounds people found oh, something like in a tree. Oh, on the grounds. I don't know. My so they thought like that the, the people doctor the threw it out the window. What is it? What is it? It's a journal. Oh, and reads like, here, let Look, me lightning it's... fast read this real quick. Normal psychosexual oral biting. Ugh. Oh, so this is the description of our unsub for sure. Yeah. Biting a large yep. piece of flesh out of his nine month old sister. Ew. Ew. No one wants to eat babies. I mean, I'm not going to say it. What? <laughs> you do? No, I was just saying, like, there is, like, this idea of, like, like young meat (laughs) (laughs) like i'm thinking Mm. lamb or like all that stuff it's gross i'm not justifying it i'm just saying young meat (laughs) this is a disgusting episode it's bringing out the grossest in all of us particularly me All right. The it team. is weird that people are like, man, I love baby cow the best. Right? Thank you. It's weird. Veal freaks me out. I don't get it. Yeah. All right. Uh, the team just Who broke into a house. It? They're doing a search. No one's there. No one's we, there. Of course he's surprised? not there. Are we we're seeing. A big I just want to. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a meat very grinder, big pot and spices, a meat grinder. Spices, 
knives. Yeah, everything that you would need this is to a butcher a kitchen. person. Local oh, he's listening to Louis Armstrong. Cigar. Oh. Okay, oh. we're going to approach a closed door. What's happening? How has he not heard them? I don't think he cares. I think he's waiting for them. Okay, we're going down the stairs into a spooky basement. Spooky basement. This is like, when you picture spooky basement, this is what you see. Like, if they weren't law enforcement, this is the beginning of a horror movie. Oh, yeah. One of them's going to end up, like, chained to a post, slowly lose all their body parts, (laughs) be exsanguinated. Slowly lose all their body parts. Just lose them. They can't find them. They've been misplaced. Okay. We go into a freezer. Oh, dead ladies. Is that Tracy? Might be. It's it's a it's there's a, more than one so it's all of them. Oh, we found Cheryl. Cheryl. She has both of her legs. Is Tracy Lambert there? No, she's in the freezer. He's working on Tracy Lambert. Oh no. Okay, so she's Do not in the freezer. Her? No, no. This is like um, Tobias Hankel's freezer. There's so many women in there though, like so yeah, many. just shelves and shelves of ladies. The music Binders is still playing. They women. Oh, that creepy painting. <gasps> and Ew, we see his front shirtless. side. He's in his tidy whitey. He's got like a Dahmer style, style altar. Uh, but where's Tracy? Where's Tracy? He's got Dahmery glasses too. Yeah. Ew. Where's Tracy Lambert? And he doesn't say anything. Why is he in his underpants? Because <laughs> how else do you worship <laughs> Satan if you're not in your underpants? <laughs> you're right. All right, so <laughs> Rossi finds these books that are above the altar, so he starts reading one. And he's looking around. And he's got all these Goya paintings. Yep. He's like, man, does he love Francisco Goya. Uh, oh, he was exposed to them as part of his therapeutic art therapy. <laughs> and Prentice is like, That's I redundant. don't think it worked. <laughs> that seems like the wrong thing to show a cannibal. Yeah, right? Like, let's definitely show him yeah, the stuff that he's already into. <laughs> Yeah. glorified in art <laughs> all right okay we've got ourselves this little photo album yep so morgan's gonna take the first run at it ew kobe, kobe girl stick oh my god it's his cookbook Ooh. Ooh. it's his lady cookbook that's the grossest oh god Ooh. oh god Ugh. You guys, remember when we thought the torture episode from last week was Things bad? that make you go, whoa. Well, yeah, things that make you go, <laughs> <laughs> Ew, bad ones have frightening faces, good ones have smiley faces. Oh my god, he, revu- he reviews his own recipes. Ooh. <laughs> oh he didn't like girl kebabs. No, but he did like the Kobe beef. <laughs> Not beef. Kobe girl beef. Not beef. I know it's Kobe not beef. Boof. That's how Gross. Say beef. Okay. Oh, he's got a friend or Satan. D- oh. It says your watch has stopped. He looks Creepy. at his watch. This man's gonna eat more again. He's gonna try. <laughs> oh man. I'm scared. Ro- well, it's working. Rossi says he's trying to spook him, and it's like, yeah, it's working. This is creepy. I forgot Hotch was even in this episode. Yeah, he's not doing a whole lot. Literally, the rest of the team's busy. This man, I'm afraid. Morgan gets up, pushes in another chair. He's approaching. 
the man. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Floyd. Floyd? Yeah, I think. Okay, we'll call him Floyd. Ooh, we're in his face. We're in his face. Um. Oh, and he says you like a woman with a little meat on her bones, huh? Blech. So, I, something I'm missing? He says skinny the skinny ones take ones drugs. Take drugs. <laughs> they taste funny. You know oh. what? That's, that's probably true. <laughs> like, not to be a cannibal, but that's probably true. So he says, where is Tracy? And he says, I can't tell you. I'm not supposed to tell you. I'm only supposed to tell Father Marks. Uh-oh. So we got to bring the priest in here? Is the priest about to be like, priest, parishioner, confidentiality? Okay, Wait, so tells here he me is. Father, Father I can't Marks tell. has arrived. Yeah. Is this another Father. situation <laughs> where they put an innocent civilian in a room with a serial killer and make them talk to them? <sighs> it's like, I don't feel like it that's... It looks like it's about to be. I don't feel like that's He just opens practices. the door. <laughs> they oh, shake hands and in he goes... <laughs> That's so much has been said so in that much. silence. They've and forgiven handshake. each other for their past tensions. He says, "You got to let me do all the talking," and they go in into the interrogation room. That would be the creepiest fucking thing. Like for just yep. an average human being to be like, "Yes, let me go in here and sit across a table from a creepy serial killer." But if it's someone you already know, wouldn't that make it less creepy? No, because then you'd be like, all of this time I knew you and I thought you were not a serial killer. And turns out you've been eating ladies. <laughs> like, like that'd be like if I had to go into your interrogation room. Yes. I think I would be creeped out. Right? Because you'd be like, you'd be like oh my I God, we were you. friends. We sat next to each other at work. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted to eat me. <laughs> All right. Okay. So uh, Rossi's looking at the sign-in sheet from the search for Tracy. Um, and he's saying that when he entered the park, he signed the volunteer sign-in sheet, but his name's not on the list of searchers. Uh, did Priest Marks take that page away? No, I don't think that he did. Or do you think he used a fake name? No, like there's Butts. a detail that you're forgetting that I am remembering. That you'll be there in a second. So Rossi just keeps staring at the two lists and he's like, what the fuck is up with this? Meanwhile, he's just talking to Father Marks being like, I feel abandoned by God. And blah, 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 blah. Why? Ro- Rossi's, Rossi's thinking on something. Don't worry, it's going to come and then you're going to be like, oh shit. Um, and then Father Marks is like, God is, oh, he says we need to we stop need the to interview. Stop the Rossi's interview. figured it out. So, so Father Marks goes, God <gasps> is in all of us. And Floyd says, so is Tracy. I forgot. He Ew. fed them to her. Oh, he fed her to They're them. They're her to them. <laughs> he made a chili. Ew. A Tracy chili. So he was not a volunteer, but he was making food for the volunteers. And he selling really, it at his barbecue stand. He was, stand. He was oh. full on Sweeney fucking totting. Ew. So gross. And now we're back on the jet trying not to throw up. <sighs> oh my god. Yeah. It's like that scene in Game of Thrones when Arya Stark's like, you just ate all your Yeah, kids. you just ate your sons <laughs> in a pie. He's like, wait. What? And he finds the ear in it, and he's like, Whoa. Yeah, and she, she's just like, and you're dead now. Yep. Let me have your face. Yep. 
Bitch, bitch, bitch. God, I, to me, <gasps> this, like, Oof. that twist at the end, like, this, like, oh, now you've all eaten human, like, is one of the best twists in Criminal Minds history. Like, yeah, that's a good it's, one. It's, it's incredible. Like, I, it's so gross and it's so creepy and you don't see it coming and it's just nuts. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Also, by the way, Rossi and Morgan are talking about whatever. I don't know. They're yeah, on the plane. I don't, I don't know where know. everybody else is. I honestly, I'm not paying attention that much. Something about, it may be about the church. Well, um, yeah, I feel like they're just kind of talking about Morgan's, like, issues. And they're talking about the case. And Rossi says that um, that Reed was right. And Morgan's Ooh. like, about what? And he's like, if you believe in one, you have to believe in the other. Meaning, if you believe in God, you have to believe in Satan. Tell that to the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> they don't believe in Satan, right? For a second, and now I'm panicking. I don't really know. I don't know. I know they don't they believe don't, in the Messiah, they, but I don't know. If... They don't believe in heaven. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, there's no afterlife. Morgan's you're dead, you're in dead. a church now, so he must be. He's having a literal come to Jesus moment. <laughs> <laughs> don't think churches are just open like this i just don't either happens on TV. that is a tv trope so much which is just that like oh you can walk into any church in the middle of the night oh wait hold on we have to pay attention yeah to we this. gotta be quiet garcia's coming home from her date with colby mm-hmm. she's wearing a bitchin jacket she- <laughs> i love it it's sparkly bitchin. and gold i love it it's like embroidered it looks like like the ceiling from the palace at versailles it's great like, it i love like it. it could be there i dig it all right, so they're she stopped says, outside I believe that everything door. that happens happens for a good reason. Um, and he says, I think you're right about that. And she goes, okay, well, this is me. Like, that's like the classic, like, end of the date of like, okay, well, Are they going to smooch? Are you going to smooch me? Uh, uh. Approach, approach, approach. Oh, and the swerve. He swerves. And a hug. And they hug. That's sad. And she's disappointed. Oh, it's an awkward hug. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. And she's like amazed. Yeah. And she turns around. She to goes walk to walk up her thing. To the door. He's walking away. He stops. And she turns she around. Turns and he. And he says, I've been thinking about doing this all night. And she thinks, oh, he is going to kiss me. And he, he shoots her shoots in the her. fucking chest. Mark, Mark Gordon. Gordon. Mark Gordon. You guys. What an episode. You guys. What a flipping episode. Like, honestly. If my favorite episode of the season, of the series, were not in this season, that would be my number one. Yeah. I mean, it's... That is a good episode. It's a good episode. Like, so the case itself, obviously, very interesting, very twisted, very creepy, has this insane twist at the end, which just really gives you the heebie-jeebies, just like, (laughs) And then... Can't eat chili ever again. Yeah. And then... This, at the end, this cliffhanger, which is just, it becomes classic Criminal Minds, like this kind of cliffhanger type situation, like, but we typically do it at the end of a season, kind of going into yeah. a different well, one. Yeah, that's how television usually Yeah, but, goes. but like, this one is just, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. And it sets up another crazy, like, the next episode is crazy, like... It stays crazy for a while. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's a long time before we get back to, like, 
or just like case of a week kind of thing where yeah like yeah it's just like yeah it's this is when this is when the show the series starts to build in storylines that last longer than one episode mm-hmm. More consistently, and for things that aren't just crimes. Yes, it's you more know? like the like, personal we stuff. Have, so, like, we have Tobias Henkel, but we know that that drug addiction falls away after, like, two episodes. It will like, come that back around. Really... Eventually, it'll be like, oh, Reed's been in right. NA this whole time. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we all just kind of forgot. Yeah. Um, there's also, like, the storyline of his mom. Like, that always comes back. Yeah. But, like, this is something, like, I would say the only other antecedent we have is, like frank morgan's molestation well that's something that sort of like it doesn't it doesn't like influence a lot of episodes the way this does yeah but like it comes it's something that you if you were just watching a single episode by itself like you'd be a little confused about that mm-hmm. yeah you know? i mean i would say at this point his being molested as a kid like is the deepest like past Thing, like about any of them that really like keeps kind of coming back and they keep they continue to build on it so it's like this yeah. episode like we've now built on the fact that like not only you know does he have this molestation in his past not only did that kind of drive him to be who he is and how he kind of came to be in law enforcement but like oh now we also realize that it has these ramifications for like his ideas about right. religion and like kind of and so that's another kind of piece of who he is and so i would say at this point like he for sure has the deepest backstory of any of them yeah and you're yeah. right it like it, it comes up every once in a while not all the time but like every once in a while it's a call back to to that um but all, i guess also like the hotchner storyline yeah, is like also them sort of sep- kind of always se- there separating yeah and him struggling um, to balance his like work and his home life um but like we're really getting to the part of the series where the team grows mm-hmm. and like they become we people. know the team better like they're people they're right. not just like these crime fighters like whatever like right. it's not just about the job it becomes more about right. who they are they all will get eventually a backstory treatment like they've already started it with rossi a little bit at this point like we know that right, he, with the fondled heads right, with the fondled heads like we know that he has this you know this cradled this cradled Sorry. yes fondled is gross um <laughs> He uh he has this backstory, this case that he can't let go. So like we're building that in already, and like so they're getting it. They're each getting their own little treatment. I would say at this point, the only person that doesn't have a ton of backstory is JJ. Like she doesn't have a lot. Like yeah, she's got little bits. Like we we know she's from Pittsburgh, and like we know that yeah. she had a sister who died. I think at this point, but like that yeah. that's a little bit it. Don't have a ton about emily either like we know that she comes from this kind of really interesting like growing up because her mom was a diplomat but like it's just a little bit so like that all that stuff like will continue to grow and kind of make the show more interesting but i think that like we're in a stretch right now of episodes that are just like what i consider like very memorable episodes of criminal minds like i i find this episode to be very memorable i find the next one obviously like penelope getting shot like that's a huge yeah thing like yeah and i feel like you know at this point when you really think about it it's like okay we've had like you said we've had reed's run in with tobias hankel like that was a very like oh my gosh like one of the team is now the victim thing and this is kind of the second time that's happening um but it's in a very unexpected way and it's just like 
not Penelope. Like, she's not even, like, one of the, like, she's not even, like, yeah, a, like, why was she targeted? <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's and just kind of, like, will find out. But it's good stuff. These are good episodes. These are what I these consider. Are. These are what I consider to be, like, just really strong, like I said, like, memorable just classic criminal minds episode yeah this is like golden age criminal minds it is it is we're in we're beginning we're at the we're not at we're firmly in the golden age Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'd say like like once maybe like last episode was the beginning like rossi's first episode meh yeah the last episode like yeah we were in it it's the start of something good the start of something new. Ooh. Yeah. That's right. High school musical. Also, I feel like it's worth mentioning because we didn't mention it at this point, but the unsub in this episode is Jason Kennedy, which I think that's his name, isn't it? He was Who? a comedian for a hot minute. Like in Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. I- is that who that was? Yes. That's Jamie Kennedy. Are you sure? I am. D- Look it up, Cassie. Look it up. (laughs) I think she already said yes, as if you're definitely right. It's Jamie Kennedy. She said, she goes, I'm pretty sure I saw it already. Yeah. She's scrolling. It is. It is. So it's like, for anyone who's not aware, it's like Jamie Kennedy was a comedian. Yeah. I get him confused a lot of times with the guy who plays Dr. Evil's son in the um, mm, Seth Austin Green. Powers movies, yeah, 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 yeah. I get them confused a lot. That's interesting. I there. Who was the one that was in that movie? Was it wasn't Malibu's Most Wanted? Was it? I don't know. Where he played a rapper. That's Jason, or that's Jamie Kennedy. Oh, I oh. So <laughs> oh, for boy. anybody who I don't know is the either, early two thousands are being rocked. Yeah, right like now. either. Like, I mean. Here's the deal. I was a preteen around then. Right. So give me some, cut me some slack. I like, I just have like, there was just a hot minute, like a very small period of time where Jamie Kennedy was like, kind of like the up and coming funny thing. Like he had a couple mm-hmm. of movies that came out. He was this comedian. He, I feel like he had like, he had like a, a like a prank show or like something on MTV yeah. that like and he was just like wasn't it wasn't it like the Jamie Kennedy project or something, something like, like that? that or I was I wanted to call it the Jamie Kennedy experiment but I don't know if that's what but it that, is. But that I think that's it. Is that what it is? I think it is. I don't really remember Cassie's the premise. Looking it up. But it was like he was just It is Oh, it is called Malibu's Most Wanted okay. and then the show is Drumroll please. Yes. We really got to scroll back. He's done a lot since then. Really? I don't know. I haven't seen him in He anything. was in an episode of CSI. Oh. He took a spin around he the crime in... shows for a minute. <laughs> he did. Is it not in there? Let's go to all filmography. You know what? Let's continue chatting while she looks Yeah, it whatever. But anyway, so that's what I always think about when I see this episode, too, is because this is, it's kind, it's the next, in my mind, it's the next kind of really interesting guest star that we have like after wow. Tobias Henkel because it's just like I can't believe I didn't catch because it's just like but you know what Jamie I wasn't Kennedy. a Jamie Kennedy fan no I wasn't either but I do recognize him from that and I remember I do have a very distinct memory of the first time I watched this episode being like is that who is that like and looking it up and being like what the fuck well that's such a random casting like yeah that's so weird it is. it's so weird it's so weird 
So you know what? He probably really got overshadowed because shortly after around this and a little bit after this is when Dane Cook takes his yes. seat at the man comedy throne. Yes. Like Thank I remember you for everybody that, I was trying to Dane think Cook. I was trying to think of like another example of the type of comedian that Jamie Kennedy was and Dane Cook yeah. right is like the ne- like everyone was real Just into like, Jamie Kennedy for a while and then <laughs> Dane Cook came in and like everybody thought that yeah. was like the funniest and thing And Dane that's Cook ever was like ha 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 the shocker that's going to be on stickers on your car. Yeah. That's like having nuts on your truck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people that have truck nuts. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Also, Cassie confirmed it as a Jamie Kennedy okay, experience. So there you go. So yeah. So if like, I don't even, it's like whether that means anything to you or not. Like if you were paying attention to him in the mid two thousands, I don't know. But if it does, if it, if that name sparks any kind of memory in your mind, just there you go. Just keep that <laughs> sparks memory in your memory mind. in your mind. She's a wizard with words. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm a wizard with words. You got a lot of One hot takes. Foul it's swoop. <laughs> good stuff. That's why people come to the podcast. <laughs> they come and they stay. Mm-hmm. Well, I also feel like, as we pointed out a lot during this episode, this is also a time where they really, <coughs> for sure, are like pulling from real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like we do a disservice to this episode to not mention it in the afterword. Mm hmm. Which is what I call this section of the podcast. The afterword, yeah. (laughs) The afterword with Kelly and Kelsey. Yeah. Our own commentary podcast about our commentary podcast (laughs) about Criminal Minds. Inception. (laughs) Um. Yeah, it just just draws a lot on real life. And I always, I feel like that gives the writers a little bit of an easier job because, like truth is stranger than fiction sure like, absolutely it makes it all the legwork is done yeah. you know yeah it definitely especially it for creepier. those of us that like like the kind of people that watch the show especially now are people that are into true crime mm-hmm. and listen to other true crime podcasts yeah so you know you've watched all the Dahmer documentaries you've watched mind hunter like you know well so then when they add these like fictiony twists like they ate human chili at the end it's like oh my god well it's funny because i think like for for true crime people like people who really do follow that like branch of entertainment and like you said have watched all of the lifetime documentaries and watched all of the stuff on a and e and like whatever like and netflix and everything it's like the the tidbits that they throw in like whether they mention actual serial killers by name which they do fairly often or they mention things like the satanic panic or like they do these these episodes that very closely mirror an actual case like those are almost like criminal minds like like true crime easter eggs like they're like for if like if you're paying attention and if you know like that stuff sticks out to you and like to me like that's part of what makes watching criminal minds fun is because like i do like true crime and i do spend a lot of time consuming that like information and so yeah like it's interesting to me to be like oh my gosh this is totally like this is all inspired by Ed Kemper or like, oh yeah, like the satanic panic. I know all about that. Like whatever. It's interesting. And it ground, like you said, it grounds it in reality, which makes it scarier because it's like, this is not something they made up. Like this is real. Like this is very like much part of reality and it's creepy. So interesting also at the same time. (laughs) I will also point out, I feel like a lot of episodes especially at the beginning of the series, 
talk about victimology Mm -hmm. and we do zero victimology on this one yes zero yep yeah zero it's really not it's really not mentioned at all total unsubology unsubology yeah well, because I think, like, in this particular episode, you know, something that sometimes we comment on um, and that we feel like we like less about certain episodes is this feeling that there's not enough time spent really explaining the unsub psychology or, like, really yeah. taking the time to unravel, like, what the what the concepts would be in their mind that would drive them to do this. And this episode does that like the whole time. Like it's all about, yeah. but also still a little bit. It's like, why are you eating these people? <laughs> he had a compulsion. Like, I don't think there's a reason. Yeah. And then like the Satan thing, like we spend a lot of time with Satan. I mean, here's, I would have appreciated just a li- just a teensy <laughs> bit more. I really like the taste of legs. <laughs> Instead of Satan. Instead of blaming you know? it on Satan. See, instead of Morgan being afraid to go into a church. But I, one of the things, I've been thinking about it, honestly, recently, and it's like, I think that's partially what makes Criminal Minds interesting and it has, that, like, makes it a little more creepy and a little scarier is this idea that maybe there isn't a reason where like you yeah. can't figure it out. And so it's like, you have yeah. this like team of specialists who are highly trained yeah. and have all of this knowledge at their disposal and are able to figure out so many things. And even when they do that, when it really comes down to it and they find their guy, like sometimes there's still no real explanation as to why somebody yeah. wants to eat human legs. Like it's just yeah. like a fucked up thing that's possible in human minds. And yeah. like, that's, and we do, I guess we do get a little bit of like, because we get to see that he was in a juvenile, like, facility, and he was released when he became a adult. Not a, yeah. <laughs> Were you struggling always, for the word <laughs> adult? <laughs> Were you going to say I, not a minor? <laughs> a major. He's a major. <laughs> Sometimes I think like, oh, we call kids minors. What do we call adults? Majors? <laughs> like... <laughs> So when he becomes a major, like, he's released. And so it's kind of like they release this evil into the world. Right. Well, and that's, that's, to me, that's definitely, like, a creepy aspect of this, which is, like, what the doctor was saying, which is, like, he's a kid. He's seven years old, but he's taking chomps out of his nine-month-old baby sister. Like, what the fuck? Like, why is he doing (laughs) that? (laughs) Like... And you know how I feel about... Listen, we all know how we all feel about creepy kids, because, like... Kids who want to eat yeah, us? Man. Like, what is ter- more terrifying than your kid <laughs> you, that wants to eat you? What if you woke up in the middle of the night and your kid was just, like, nibbling. salivating on your ankle? Just, like, nibbling on your toe. Like, just, like, <laughs> just, like little nibbles. And you're just like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, sorry, Mommy, you taste good. Like, come on. Tell me that that's not what nightmares are made of. <laughs> oh. Cassie. Picture the creepy redhead from that one episode just, like, nibbling on your leg. Just being, like, like that. Your trigger episode. That's my terrifying. biggest fear. She's speaking. I hear her. My biggest fear is that I will wake up to my child at the side of my bed <laughs> in the middle of the night doing something really fucking creepy. <laughs> that's, like, the worst thing ever. Listen, I used to do that to Nancy all the time. Because I Yeah, man, I did that to my parents. 
I mean, I would argue that I wasn't doing anything really fucking creepy. Like, I just was, yeah. I was just, like, nudging her being like, Mom, it's windy. And she would just be like, go to bed. <laughs> That's just weird. I used to just be like, oh, I can't sleep. Yeah. Or I'm scared because I'm scared of the dark. I was then. I wouldn't admit it. But I was then. I still am. And she'll admit it now. <laughs> or, or I was about to puke. And oh, I was just yeah. waiting for them to You're acknowledge like, Mom, me. I don't and then feel I would just good. puke on the floor. Yeah. You're like, Mom, I don't feel good. And she's like, great. Um, <laughs> Go to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Kids kids doing weird things in the dark. Like, that's not cool. I, I honestly. I, I feel like. We both think that we're going to have to train our kids to, like, if you need me in the night, wake me up. Don't just <laughs> like, stand there. No. Like, call me we're on the phone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll give you a little baby cell phone. Tie a note to the dog and send it across say, the hall. Mom, could you please come to my room? Like, I don't <laughs> want but what if you just get calls and then there's nothing on the other end? Oh, or it's that episode. What's that? There's an episode of Criminal Minds oh, yeah. where they're like, where it's like did you see I what I did? Yeah. Did you see what I did? <laughs> that's a creepy episode of Criminal Minds. That's Guys, what, we're not safe. That's way down the line, though. We're not safe from our kids. No, we're not. N- none of us in this conversation. No, you want to know what else is honestly like the other idea that really creeps me out about kids is like them being like, well, I don't know, mommy. Like the man in my closet told me that, like you know, like that kind of thing. Like no, no, man. Like no, or like them pointing to dark corners and like you're just like, what is in? What are you looking at? Me to sleep wasn't there yes. last night. Yeah, no, oh. no, not good, not not good. Mm-mm. Anyway, do I rescind all desire to have kids? <laughs> Listen. No, they're a cute. Bit. Maybe <laughs> a little bit. Do a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well. Wow. Was <laughs> wait. Why did we get on the topic of creepy kids? Well, because Floyd used oh, right. to be a he creepy was, kid. He, he was a creepy. When kid. When he was That's a minor, right. he was a creepy kid. He was a creepy minor, and now he's a creepy major. Duh. You know what? If I wake up to our kid being creepy once, it's it's getting sent away. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, take it back. <laughs> take it back to where? Like, like <laughs> shove it back up there? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It needs more cooking. The humanity wasn't there yet. Yeah. It's missing its humanity, Chip. Oh, God. Oh. Um, we have a couple of other things we do have to talk about, though. Which is yeah. our other segments that are part of our afterword. Yeah. So, I don't know who's first on recommendations versus I fun think facts. you are. Okay. I think I went first last time. Um, well, today's fun fact is that, well, I've got, there is lots of parts to this. So we've mentioned before Jim Clemente, who is the, or Clemente? I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, who is the FBI, former FBI profiler, who's a writer and advisor for the show. And yeah. he is, uh, he was, uh, he wrote the first full episode that Emily was in. So the first episode oh, that she, right. like, not the episode Wait, that no, she we first see her because, <laughs> well, the first episode we see her, she's not actually like, she just shows up at the end. But right. The first, she's just like hanging out in Hotch's yeah, office. Yeah. The first full episode that she is in, he wrote. And a kind of Get interesting mo. tidbit that goes along with that is that the character of Emily Prentice is named after one of his close friends and another oh. person that he worked with at the FBI. And Emily Prentice's real life namesake appears in this episode as one of the victims. <gasps> 
Paget. So I don't know which one. I really tried to figure out which one, which like victim she is. But anyway, yeah. So the woman who is the real life Emily Prentice, because there is one running around out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, where you can. When you said real life namesake, I thought you meant like what Paget's parents named her after. And I was like, I don't think that's true because they named her after someone else's last name, who I think was dead by then. <laughs> no, so the woman I, but that I the didn't want to doubt is you. named after. So okay, there is a okay. real life Emily Prentice running around. Do out you think in the world. she was the other frozen body we kept panning to that wasn't Tracy? She's that. Did we find Tracy? Yeah, she was in the chili. Right? God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, the whole build-up was to where Tracy, Tracy's, in, Tracy's in all of us, Kelly. Remember? She's in all of us. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like she wasn't even here, you guys. So she didn't even pay attention. <laughs> um. Also, I don't know this for sure, but what if she was Cheryl? What if... Cause you what? you made a what? you made a comment. So Cheryl, the woman that gets oh. abducted from the woods, you're very confused. Have you had enough to like <laughs> water to drink today? Like, are you? Did you eat? <laughs> They're like, <laughs> I had a very delicious dinner okay. of teriyaki chicken oh. and soba noodles. Okay, um, <laughs> but the woman who gets abducted from the swamp that you said, oh, that lo- this woman looks like Emily Prentice. Like, oh, what maybe if that's it's her. her? It could be. She could be Cheryl, or she could have been one of those ladies in the freezer. I don't really know. Or she literally could have just been one of the pictures yeah. on the wall. Any of those things are possible. But yeah, so there you go. Sounds like you didn't do your legwork on that fun Fuck fact. Fuck you, because I <laughs> tried really hard to figure it out, and I couldn't, so. Yeah. Cassie's looking it up right now. All right. Have fun. The person who plays Cheryl's name is Kate Cooper. Okay, so it's not. Her. So that is not Emily Prentice. I would guess um, your thing about like just like one of her photos is like the photos of yeah. victims. I would guess that's probably the way to go. Yeah. Well, okay. So there you go. It's time for me. I'm ready. Guys, plot twist, it's a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I know we didn't see this coming. Um, in one sense, I'm very behind to the part, late to the party. Mm-hmm. In another sense, I'm right on time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the show is Unsolved Mysteries. Aha! Uh-huh. Which has recently been revamped and released on Netflix. But today. I went on a personal journey because I really wanted to watch Unsolved Mysteries, but Cassie and I are watching it together. So I was like, I can't watch the new ones, but I'm going to go back in time and watch the original series. Classics. It's all on Hulu. So I time traveled myself back to 1988 (laughs) and I watched it. I watched like two or three episodes and the new series is exactly what you want out of like a 21st century crime docuseries like... It's exactly what you expect. It's what we all love. It's what every docu-series basically is. It's good, and you love it. <laughs> the old series is insane. It's yeah, so insane. It's and they do, like, like the new series only does one mystery per episode. The old series does, like, multiple. Four. Yeah. <laughs> I have, like, so very was... distinct memories of watching Unsolved Mysteries, like, when you're, like, homesick from school. Like, oh, that was when I, I never watched did. it. I here here's the thing about me is that I didn't really come into the world of crime and spooky 
until very recently. Um, I couldn't handle any spooky as a child. As a minor. I think stemming (laughs) as a minor, now that I'm a major. (laughs) Um, But even through, like, college, basically until I, like, I would say it's probably concurrent with when I met Cassie, but it has nothing to do with Cassie. I don't know. (laughs) Cassie Um, makes you brave. But just, like, just say, like, at that point in my maturity, I was more ready to handle it, I guess. Um, (laughs) And... Cassie I think gave you the kid, love that you always needed to be able to watch scary things. Yeah, exactly. But, like, as a kid, I was afraid of the dark. I always thought I could hear someone coming up the stairs <laughs> because I slept. So the layout of our house, like, there's, like, the downstairs and no, there are no bedrooms on the first floor. Second floor is the bathroom. There's a very, very small hallway. I'm, like, the hallway ends, and, like, my bedroom is on one side, and my parents' bedroom's on the other side, and then the stairs up to the attic are in my parents' bedroom, which is where my brother slept. So I was always like, if a murderer is coming up these stairs, <laughs> they're going to come from my door first. Yeah. They're not going to go in the bathroom, because that's clearly just the bathroom. <laughs> clearly there's and nobody then, <laughs> in there to murder. My door, if you're walking down the hall, again, very, very short hallway, maybe 10 feet, Walking down the hall, my door is the door you're looking at. My parents' door was, like, along the wall. So I was always like, they're going to come to me first. So I was always afraid. Very afraid child. (laughs) Afraid of the dark. (laughs) I used to sleep with my door open, and then I used to convince myself I could see things Mm -mm. in the darkness outside the door. So I slept with the door closed. By the time I moved out of my parents' house, I would sleep with the door to my room locked. Wow. And I was like 20-something when I moved out. Here's another fun fact. For a long time, the door to my bedroom didn't have a handle. (laughs) It was just a hole where the handle was. Because when I was younger, it was probably like right around, maybe I was like 10. Um, This is a little bit of an unsolved mystery. Oh, God. (laughs) I maintain my brothers were, like, wrestling in the hallway. Like, one was waiting to go to the bathroom, and then they were, like, giving each other snoogies in the hallway. Snoogies! (laughs) Snoogies. Snoogies in the hallway, and they, like, slammed on my door. Yeah. Because I heard, like, a loud... I was in my room just, like, doing something, reading a book or something. There's a loud thud, and my door won't open. (laughs) They locked you in? (laughs) But, like, there was no lock on my door, original doorknob that came with my door. So I couldn't open my door. So ultimately, my oldest brother had to climb out. So our family, the roof to our family room, <laughs> like, our family room's just one story. So he climbed out of the window in the bathroom onto the roof of the family room, goes over the roof and into the window in my room, where he then, like, just like rams himself into the door over and over again until it opens. Can I can I ask a just like a logistical question? Uh, why why did he need to go into the room to do that? Why couldn't he bang on it from the outside? Well, I'm not sure. Something about the way the door opened. I don't know. I think he was gonna try to like or did use like a screwdriver or did or something Ryan to get just it at first? really want to climb out onto the roof and felt <laughs> no, like that was finally his I don't think so. Do I so. think he had to I think he had to be told to do it by my mother. <laughs> I um, love the image of Robin just being like, "Okay, Ryan, you have to climb out on this onto this roof and you have to climb in and rescue <laughs> Kelly from her own room because she can't get out." 
Well, then, so then, like, that, the little part of my door where the knob was kind of, like, shattered. Oh, God. And then, like, we weren't going out to buy a door right away. And then I was like, I don't really care. Like, whatever. The rest of the door is fine. So I just had, like, my dad, like, patched it up and, like, made it look nice. But there was always (laughs) that hole where the knob goes. Yeah. My mom used to shove socks through it. (laughs) (laughs) So then for a long time, I felt insecure about my safety in my bedroom. And so once I had uh, a doorknob again, I would lock it and just, like, really take advantage of it. Sure, sure. Anyway, I was a scared child. (laughs) But she's not anymore. (laughs) And now she watches Unsolved Mysteries. I still am kind of scared, still afraid of the dark. But I watched Unsolved Mysteries. But Unsolved Mysteries is the first thing in a very long time that really ignited that, like, super deep spooky feeling. Mm. Because in one of the episodes I was watching, there were these two boys. Is this an old one or a new one? Old one. We're talking, I think that he said it actually happened in, like, 1978 or something. Um, They went out, what they call it, spotlight hunting? What? Or something. They were in the South, and these two boys... I could tell like, that by the way you said hunting, because you were... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they were in Arkansas, maybe. Spotlight um, hunting. One of them had, like, a big spotlight oh. flashlight, and the other one had the rifle, and they went so out they're at night. night hunting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, which was illegal yes. at the time. It still is. still is, maybe. You're not supposed to do that. It's very unsafe. Okay. Yeah. So... They go out to do that. The parents know that they're doing that, but they never come home. We see, like, a sequence of, like, a train, and then, like, the train's conductor is, like, telling the story, and he's like, we saw two boys laying on the tracks. Oh, I know this story. We were, like, honking the horn, but they wouldn't get up, and they were covered in a green tarp. And he's like, we didn't have, like, we were breaking, but, like... I think they covered this story on... My favorite murder at one point. Oh, maybe. some. They all really blur together. Yeah, they do. But the boys get run over. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the public is like, oh, they smoked too much weed. Yep. They were, like, asleep. The cops are like, they smoked 20 marijuana cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. And then the parents are like, that's stupid. <laughs> like, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, A, marijuana's not like that. Yeah. B, our sons don't smoke 20 marijuana cigarettes. Yep. And then, like, <laughs> someone reinvestigates it and is like, nah, they each had, like, maybe two per at the most. And then they were like, that's not enough to, like, make them not wake up when they hear a train coming. Yep. Yeah, they definitely and, did this on Unsol- or on uh, My Favorite Murder, because you know Karen yeah. and uh, and Georgia are big Unsolved Mysteries They fans. love Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. That's a reason I felt pushed to watch this. Yep. And they figure out, like, someone looks at, like, the t-shirt from the one body to figure out that, like, that kid was stabbed mm. before he got run over. And, yep. like, they, we don't, to this day, don't know who did it. Ooh, they also did D.B. Cooper. Have you ever heard about D.B. Cooper? Oh, I know all about D.B. Cooper. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah! It was crazy. So I highly suggest Unsolved Mysteries. All of this backstory, all the history of the door to my bedroom. Oh, the Unsolved Mystery about the door to my bedroom is that my brothers maintain that they were not even upstairs when I heard Ooh, the door. Ooh, spooky. Slam. A ghost locked it's, you in your room. Well, maybe. 
but I don't believe in ghosts. Mm. But there was one time I, I used to have a whiteboard in my bedroom that I would just like doodle on. And one time I swore I saw like the marker move oh. on its own. <laughs> I think what you're trying to tell us is that you do, in fact, believe in ghosts. No, I don't. I think I just like thought I saw it move. Kelly, you're exactly that type of paranormal investigator that we discussed earlier today, which is <laughs> my favorite type of paranormal investigator, which is the ones that are like, I'm a skeptic. Like I approach everything with I like am. a healthy dose of skepticism and I will find a logical reason. I'm for not why a skeptic. I'm a full on denier. Yeah, but <laughs> not you a believe skeptic. Deep down. Denier. You, you believe deep no. down. Yes, you do. No. Yes, you do. I listened to another podcast called Ono, Ross, and Carrie, which I recommend. And Carrie did a TED Talk that was like, listen, this one time I thought I had ghosts in my apartment. Turns out I was being slowly, slowly poisoned by this gas that was leaking out of like, oh this pipe. Oh, my God. And she ends and she's like, I'm not saying nine times out of ten science can explain it. I'm saying ten times out of ten science can explain it. I disagree. So but okay. I trust Carrie. Okay. Well, you and Carrie can have a little tête-à-tête. No, I don't. Need if to. I could get her to be a guest on the program, on the program, on <laughs> friend of the pod, F O P mm-hmm. Carrie. Don't remember her last name right now. She's a good friend of yours. Then Poppy, Carrie Poppy. We're not friends. I I'm know. That's why I'm saying you don't even know her last <laughs> name. I haven't listened in a long time because Cassie and I like to listen to it together. So I'm waiting. Wow. To listen to it. Whew. That's marriage. <laughs> that is marriage for sure. <laughs> I finished my beverage before we stopped recording. Usually I have to chug it before I go to bed. That's why I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm loving it. I'll be honest. I really appreciate I love a good Kelly McMasters as a wee tot story. So I like it. Um, yeah. We have another segment. We're now approaching we the do. hour and a half mark, but we have another segment. It's fine. Whatever. You guys love us. And also, just like a quick note here, we're going to be on a two-week hiatus yes. after this one. Yes. Well, um, yeah. We are each taking respective journeys to Our spend time with family. Oh, I'm going to my homeland. Relax. You're just I'm going not, on vacation. I'm in my homeland. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going on a stupid vacation. We're not going to a hot spot. We're going to a lake where we're going to go sit in a house with just people that are already in our quarantine bubble. So don't come for me. <laughs> okay. We're not going to go to restaurants. We're not going to be on a crowded beach. I'm not going to be an idiot and not wear a mask. All right. We're just going to go sit in a house. that's nicer than any of us own. <laughs> we're going to hang out with our three-year-old niece. We're going to have some fun. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. And Kelsey's going to her parents' house. That's I have to fun. go to my parents' house. They're moving. It's very tragic and sad. But she's not even taking the week off of work. Uh, no. Uh, but yeah. So we are going to go on a two-week hiatus. So this will be our last episode for a couple of weeks. But when for we come all back, of July. yeah. But when we come back, we're going to be uh, ready to record a bonus episode. <gasps> So guys coming up on that. So stay tuned for that. So, okay. Yeah. So anyway, back to our other segment from the afterward. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beg you for reviews segment, <laughs> yeah. but I do have someone left us a fresh review. Yeah. So this goes out to you. Your username is Vic says hi. You left a review and I am a woman of my word. I said I would read positive reviews i would read all reviews it just happens that reviews are positive (laughs) um 
on the pod. So Vic says hi. Here is your review. <laughs> it says it's five stars, of course. She knows. <laughs> or he. It could be a boy. I think it's a girl because she messaged us on Instagram. Oh, okay. But now I'm doubting myself. I'm sorry if you're a man and I'm calling you a woman. Yes, we're sorry if we're misgendering you. <laughs> anyway, it says listening to this feels like watching TV with friends. Which is... I love it. I honestly, like, I feel like... That's the goal. That's, that's the thesis. That's possibly the highest compliment I think that we could have gotten. Really? Like... It is. That was... That's why we call you guys our binge buddies. Yeah. Like... Thank you, it's, I mean, hi. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening and following through and giving us a review. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you your kind words. If you are not Vic Says Hi and you wish to have us give this sort of praise to you... Mm-hmm. You too can have it. Yes. Leave us a review. Yeah. Leave us a review. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I, I, I love that review because I feel like that is very much in the, in the whole spirit of the podcast, which is this idea is. of watching Criminal Minds with your friends. We like to watch Criminal Minds together. We like talking about Criminal Minds. So it's, it's all, it's all what it's about. This is, that's the unknown subject, baby. Like, <laughs> what, baby? baby, watching Criminal Minds with your friends. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, thanks the for the review. Way to do it so you're less scared. Yes. Very true. I feel like that's what we talked about at the beginning yep. of the whole podcast. Yeah, it's this idea that Remember like, those days. Yeah. Well, cuz I feel like speaking to the idea that you used to be very easily creeped out by things, I remember you telling me that like Criminal Minds like never would have been a type of show that you would have watched before cuz it was like Oh, absolutely. Too creepy, too scary, too criminally too murdery you know what i mean yes. and then i remember yes. when you were like yeah we're gonna give it a try we're gonna watch crumble in the minds like that was a big deal for you it was i think it helped that i had you to go talk to every day yeah and be like here's the spooky thing and also that i had cassie here with me mm-hmm. yeah that you know that helps I listen guess. i used to watch criminal minds like way <laughs> back when and then i had to stop when i moved into an apartment by myself because i was like i oh, as a yeah. single female living alone cannot watch this show yeah dude <laughs> you're like Prime victim. Yeah, that's like that. Floyd would have eaten. Yes, you, you could have been a Kobe girl steak. Ugh. You could have been a Nat Chili. I could have been. Ew. Damn. 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 Whew. Well, well, there you go. What a marathon of an episode. So much to say. So much to say. So much to say. I would say, like, I feel like we're gonna get like this is probably for the next couple of episodes are gonna be a little long because these are some episodes that like are worth talking oh, about. Yeah. Like they've got oh yeah, they've got a lot going on. So I hope yeah. you like our long episodes because <laughs> get ready, you're in for what's not to love. Remember when our episodes used to come in under an hour? Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like we consistently haven't been doing that for a pretty long time. <laughs> That's fine. I prefer them to be over an hour. Yeah. As if I'm caught up. I'm seven episodes behind still. Seven episodes behind. Oh, my God. Yeah. We listen to our open podcast. What of it? <laughs> it's quality I control. Don't, apparently. <laughs> it is. It's like I can, like, take notes and be like, okay, like, don't let silence go too long. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it helps us get better. Yeah. Podcasting. Especially at the beginning. Podcasting boy. 101 is avoid the silence don't because <laughs> if there's no one speaking then there is no point to what you're doing yep and this is not a show where we edit any of it nope so nope 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 no editing. oh if we ever if we had a podcast that was edited ed- edited <laughs> ed- 
Was that too many tits? Edited. Edited. If we had a show that was edited, we would have to outsource the editing. Oh, yeah, for sure. The edit, the small editing I do to put the theme song in and like make sure our volume is okay yeah. is too much. Too much. It's not too much, but if it were anything beyond that, it would be too much. <laughs> well, anyway. Well, yeah, that's the that on Watch that. Unsolved Mysteries. Do it. I, it's definitely Listen on our to us. list. We're here with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like you said, we won't be back for brand new episodes for the next couple of weeks, which, so if you're like Kelly and you need to catch up, go for it. Uh, <laughs> I'm spend all vacation listening to myself. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> I can play it for the whole family. But we'll be back very soon uh, with the basically second half of season three. So yeah, we're gonna leave you on a little cliffhanger here. Yes. What happens to Garcia? Yep. Yeah, I know that'll be a good episode None of to you come know. back to for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, so thanks for being here with us. Thank you for your reviews. If you've left one for us, thanks. Vic said hi or whatever <coughs> that name was. Uh, Vic says hi. Yep. Um, and <laughs> Vic says hi. <laughs> uh, follow us on Instagram if you do not already at the Unknown Subject Podcast. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks for um, our next very exciting episode of Criminal Minds. Um, and as they say, when they catch the unsub, it's over. It's over. She's in the chili. Oh. <laughs>